moving in a pandemic <laughs> we're back <laughs> we're back maybe we should get john to introduce us because he's pretty hilarious he gets no he gets no code name at this point he's got a full-blown identity at this point he's been fully revealed and yeah. until he sues us we're just gonna keep him as john not gonna give away his personal details <laughs> no if you wanted to find john on instagram you definitely could but we'll we'll make it a little harder for you Maybe we should just not introduce John until closer to the end of the season. We have seasons. Um, so there's just this suspense building around this mysterious, mysterious Oakland boy John. John character. <laughs> That's not so mysterious anymore. Yeah, but you do have his entire life story. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys will love John. We will keep you hanging because he's a incredible character and friend but i don't think he's ready for nick nick who's there just yet no he still has too much hate for the cast <laughs> way too much hate for the cast <laughs> just ripping us to shreds killing our intro vibes <laughs> but you know what he's not totally wrong so we are gonna work on that but yeah, and as, as some of you might have noticed um kind of decided to cut down the intro just so that you know, we could get we could get to you guys listening to us <laughs> much faster. Yeah, we don't want to. It wasn't the heaps of negative. It wasn't the heaps of negative feedback from John and Party. We don't want to lose you at minute two because our <laughs> intro is too long. So I really appreciate, um, yeah, just being honest with us. Needed that. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. But while we have you here, hopefully you haven't dropped out yet. We wanted to discuss moving in a pandemic because honestly, I think we have one of the most epic moving stories that's ever existed. So Nick, do you want to discuss our combined story of what happened circa maybe April of 2020 and our moving story? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's one that not many people fully understand what the hell happened because to be honest it seems like I kind of blacked out on it too. I think just a little context. Nikki and I lived in separate homes and we're planning on moving in together. Gosh I guess August was the time that we were planning on living in the same place. Officially living under the same roof in Melbourne it would have been yeah a little bit later in the year so it would have been technically August. Ooh, good detail good detail. Essentially, yeah, we were so I moved into this place that Nikki found via a party in the beginning of February from my old place. And so I move in, I'm there for honest to God five days, and then I'm like, bye, gotta head back to the States for my sister's wedding. She's getting wifed up, time to go do her hen's party. And little did and she so, know that would be the last time she was ever yeah. back at the house. <laughs> right. Those were really, really great like four nights I spent at that house. <laughs> In the five months of rent I paid before actually ever like staying there. So I left and whatever, all my stuff, safe, fun, sound, hanging out in Melbourne. And my sister's wedding was on March 14th. And the plan was that I would head home a week after the wedding or something. But during this time, Corona's severity started going, oh, oh, this is turning into some serious. Maybe we should, you know. This is a global problem, not just a problem that started it. Turning into more of, you know sensitive to people who want to wear masks and not be dicks to them to like all the way to like okay they're shutting down country borders I gotta get home yeah got to get home so I'm sitting I we just wrapped up my sister's wedding phenomenal wedding winter wedding in Tahoe you know blah 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 great Tahoe is about give or take five four or five hours from my home it's the morning after the wedding and my good friend texts me and he goes he lives here at Manly Beach actually and he was like hey, dude, you have to get the fuck home because they're shutting down international travel. I was like, pardon? <laughs> pardon? And, <laughs> and what was pardon? your flight supposed to be? 
my flight was supposed to be a week after the wedding. I wasn't supposed to leave for a while. And I was like, I like, hmm. And he was like, no, they're shutting down international travel. You need to be on the next flight that you can get on. My family's flying home from New York right now. They're shutting down Australia's borders. And I was like, holy shit. Um, all right. I'm snowed in in Tahoe. <laughs> With all of this snow, I'm roughly a seven-hour drive away, not just like casual five. It decided to open up that weekend. Meanwhile, like, the whole world is like, last call for expatties to come home. <laughs> if you don't get yeah. on this flight, you're going to be locked out for the foreseeable future. Right? I'm in Lake. I'm like, shit, shit. So I actually was pulling people for rides. I was like, can you give me a ride home? Can you give me a ride home? Can you give me a ride home? Because my original ride wasn't meant to leave another day and a half, maybe. And so I start just asking randos at this wedding, like, hey, any any chance you can give me a ride home? And so I go home with this guy that my sister invited, who she met at her community college, being like one of her really dear friends, but nobody knows who he is, guys, at the wedding. Got a last minute invite. Who turned out to be the most epic legend of all time. He has no idea. He literally was just a little guardian angel. We drove home together very chatty we chatted the entire time nice kid he gets me home before anybody else i get home at 7 20 p.m i pack my bag in 10 minutes because i had a bigger bag than i brought from tahoe so i quickly am running around the house shoveling all of my shit into my bag my mom has some takeaway food for me ordered and i'm like yeah i'm really doing this and so i pack up in 10 minutes give everybody like the most drive-by kiss hop in a car out by 7 30 on the way to san francisco 30 40 minute drive change my flight at 8 p.m make it into the airport and I get on the 10 o'clock flight that night. Saved by the bell. That's incredible. I can't believe you made it. Also, shout out to COVID. The one beneficial thing is it cost me $6 to change my flight. What? $6. An international flight. I was like, $6. I was like, you're fucking lying. And you're like, I'm sorry, was that $600? They were like, no, 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 $6. You're like, "Uh, is that American dollars? I was like, what the hell is this? Also, first class was only a $1,200 upgrade. And I looked at it and I was like, is this worth it? Because I was expecting to have to spend so much more. And I really could have easily done it. And I'd like to say I was much smarter. And I was like, you know what? There are 20 people on my flight. I can stretch out and get the same feeling of first class because I had an entire row to myself. I'm not going to spend the $1,200. So smart girl. I'd like to just give a little pat on the back to Nick right there. Sydney was the first place that I could get back to from a flight wise. And you have to go into a 14 day quarantine. And so I was like, okay, I'll spend my 14 days in New South Wales. And then I'll dip down to Victoria. Once it's all over, we'll be rise rain. We'll be home halfway through quarantine. They were like, Hey, PS, we're shutting down domestic travel. Nobody can cross the borders. And I was like, well, I'm really glad that I have a made it back to the country, but I'm also really glad that I have no proof of me physically living in Victoria, which means I can't get back to Victoria even if I wanted to, because they'd be like, who the hell are you? Where do you belong? And I'm like, literally nowhere. I don't have an address. Just kind of been roaming around. Like, I don't have an ID for this country. You're like, like that little baby bird that keeps going up to like the tractor, the dog asking, are you my mother? Are you yeah, are my you mother? mother? Are you my home? And they're like, uh, we don't know where this child belongs. Yeah. They're like, can somebody please claim this? <laughs> Sends it back to America. No. So <laughs> midway through quarantine, you can't leave New South Wales. And I was like, well, thank God I'm really comfortable here. And also visa logistics worked out that I could have work transfer me up to Sydney. It worked better with my my visa. So within the span of a week, I got my sublet, which will segue so nicely into Nikki, got my work to transfer me up here, got like benched on my visa, and then found a place to live all within a week. And I was like, well, I am now a resident of New South Wales. This is my new home. And I don't think people realize how 
hard that is to do in such a short period of time. It was so stressful. I was losing sleep just yeah. up all night just being like, am I going to die? Like, going to happen? Like, where am I living? I've, I've been living out of one suitcase for a month and a half now. And because the whole situation was so wildly out of your control, you were kind of just at the mercy of having a lot of luck and also yeah. just having an open mind to being okay with whatever the hell was going to happen. So spot on, Nick. All the stars aligned. It was a lot of luck that all worked out to being like, you know what? The universe is really pushing us in this direction. I'm meant to be here. How the sublet situation shook out, which Nick will pick this up, is when all this was going down, I was talking to Nikki and I was like, hey, girl, so what happened with you? Yeah. So I was living in a massive share house in Richmond which initially was great. It was within 15 minutes of work, so I could walk to get to the office in the mornings. I was living with one of my very close friends slash coworkers, who's actually the reason why I was living in the share house initially. So I had this whole plan of living in the share house until my close friend was going to move back to Western Australia, um, which wasn't supposed to happen until around August. And because of COVID, everybody's plans just changed like the drop of a hat. So my close friend decides to uproot her life and move back to WA in a 24-hour period so that she could quarantine with her family. All my other housemates decided to move out so that they could do what was best for them in that situation. And so I'm just left in this massive share house all by myself, wondering how the hell am I supposed to get through the foreseeable future, A, by myself, but B, without any of the close people that I had initially lived with. So I'm panicking. I'm calling Nick. I'm like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but the last thing I want to do is quarantine in this massive house by myself. I'm panicking because I was supposed to move into the house where you were living, but the other girl that lived there was supposed to move to the UK around the same time that this whole pandemic started. So she obviously couldn't move until the borders were open. So everybody was just kind of at a standstill. But until we knew was, what it was, was so serendipitous when you called and you were like, oh my God, like my housing situation just got flipped on its head. And I go like light bulb. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm going to be here for a minimum of six months. I was like, just go sleep at mine doesn't even matter you know figure out the rest later well because I think it actually started before that where I was like you were like I'm just not comfortable right now I don't know what to do I was like go sleep in my room like until you're comfortable it wasn't even like I don't even think we had offered the like sublet situation yet I think it was like dude I want you to be comfortable like go to mine hang out and then like maybe two days later I was like I'm staying here you can have my room and this just goes back to the expatism that we were talking about earlier how you literally would have done anything for me in that moment. And I cannot thank you enough for doing that because I was in a really dark place where the life as I knew it was completely shattered overnight. And I actually remember being on a work call with my entire team. There's about 15 of us and our territory manager is amazing. And he wanted to do a quick round robin to ask how everybody was doing. And so we went around the room. I was like the last person to go. And he calls my name. He's like, Nikki, you're, you're being really quiet over there. How are things with you? Nikki, how are you going? Fill us in. I know you're far away from home. And I just started having a full blown panic attack. So I'm sitting on this call like, um, things are not great. My family's thousands of miles away from home. Yeah. My best friend (laughs) is leaving this house. I'm living 
in this really weird living situation and I'm going to be writing this out alone. If I get coronavirus, I have nobody to take care of me. And I just had a full blown panic attack. I shut my computer screen down. (laughs) Nobody can see how it all ended. And I just run inside. I'm clutching the bathroom bench, just like holding myself up. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I've never had a panic attack in my entire life. And I just felt like there was a rhino on my chest. And so one of my housemates was home. She comforted me. She told me everything was going to be fine. Within one minute, my best friend at work gave me a call. She was like, Nix, I'm on my way home to Melbourne. She lives like two hours away. Her dad lives in Melbourne, but she just wanted to be there for me so that I didn't feel like I was doing this all by myself. And then within an hour, I get a ring on the doorbell and somebody's dropping off flowers. And my team had sent me flowers to say, look, Mm -hmm. like we're your work family. We're always going to be here for you. Just know that you're not doing this alone. And that was the moment. Can we also say how amazing our unnamed company is in those small little moments? I honestly cannot even express in words how grateful I am for them. Not only for the company as a whole, but for my team directly and for you to just step up during such a weird, weird time across the board. And when you're living overseas, sometimes it takes a while for everything to hit you. And when it does, it hits you hard. So when you know you have that second family to lean on, it makes all of the difference. So I open the door. This this delivery guy is handing me flowers. He's like, hey, I'm not really supposed to get too close to you. So he kind of just like left them on the porch. And I just thanked him, immediately messaged all my friends on Slack at work saying, thank you so much. This means the world to me. You have no idea. And in that moment, I realized everything was going to be okay. And the rest kind of worked itself out. So about a week later, I officially moved out of the crazy share house in Richmond. I packed up everything and moved into your room. And in a way it was kind of like, (laughs) You had literally died and I, I evaporated. Just I just evaporated. <laughs> I'm like, Those ooh, some of these clothes are really cute. Is <laughs> Nick gonna care if I wear her Lululemon uh workout tops? And no, Absolutely. so shortly <laughs> shortly after I'm like FaceTiming you, going through your stuff, mailing you all the clothes that you needed. We're kind of having fun just like playing dress up virtually. <laughs> to make sure you had That's everything so that accurate needed. I was like mm, that one mm, can you hold it higher what does that look like in this life you're like oh I think this might look better on you nope nope you're sending that to me I'm like okay fair enough fair enough because you had packed for a winter vacation in Tahoe you weren't exactly prepared to just move from Tahoe to Sydney you know yeah, I'm you were like I'm all Melbourne. sorts of I'm all, I'm all sorts of seasons fucked up at this point I was like <laughs> oh yeah like will be sweet as they say like not <laughs> yeah you just weren't fully prepared to never return back to your home where all of your belongings are so I was able to ship you a lot of stuff and I think there's still one and more box what, that we need to get what, over to you yes like what a lifesaver because like prior to this I was like so <laughs> and this this silly silly place that I lived because I've been in two homes now like in my span of being in here it's like I moved, lived in one place for a month here and then I found this wonderful new place that I'm in now but one of the moving in a pandemic is just hard we'll we'll just put it put it you get desperate and you're just like yeah I can put up with 30 things that I hate and then you're sitting in those 33 like 30 things for like day in and day out and you're like oh I'm gonna lose it um but so I only had like I don't know like five pairs of underwear or something because like I was like oh I'm going home one suitcase a month like I'll just do my laundry like wash is chill doggy there was a dog there and it eats two of my fucking pairs of underwear I'm at three pairs of underwear I've got like three pairs of pants that I can wear and I'm just like 
oh no, we're not going to make it. I had one pair of socks that had (laughs) holes, not just holes, 50 cent size piece holes in both heels, the toe, the bottom of the ball, the foot one was starting to go meshy where you could see the skin of my foot between it. I was like, we need to get new clothes. And I'm <laughs> I think you called me and you're me like, I think you were like, Houston, we have a problem. I don't have the right clothes for Sydney. Can you just make sure this gets to me as soon as possible? I was like, yep, I'm on it. So sent you the essentials that you needed just to get by. And now I think we're just slowly getting comfortable in our new homes. I couldn't be happier in Turak. I have such a beautiful new home that finally feels like mine. Instead of yeah, feeling like you're living. furniture you have and new puppy jackets. <laughs> and, like, wow, came up into a Patagonia. <laughs> and by mine, I mean ours because ours? I'm technically sleeping Joint in your parenting. bed. Yeah. Joint parenting. Exactly. I kind of feel like I'm the kid who actually tries to see the silver lining of the divorce it's like well at least I get to spend like I don't know one Christmas with mom and I don't know the other Christmas with dad all these new cool toys (laughs) yeah it's not so bad just advice for moving in general if you're moving countries don't buy furniture just like move into a fully furnished place just say fuck it like there's like you do not need furniture moving into a fully furnished place is the way to go except if you're Nikki and you're like (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on somebody else's bad mistakes and <laughs> absorb into a good mistake. Yeah, unless you're like me who just capitalizes on somebody else's decisions. Yeah, That's right. totally fine with me. No, but for real, go on flatmates.com, find a fully furnished apartment. And then once you know where you're going to be living for the foreseeable future, then you can actually buy furniture and make it more permanent. But yeah, luckily everything worked out kind of the way that I think it was supposed to, even though it was a very crazy two months of just trying to figure out what the heck was going to happen. And as we're heading into season two of coronavirus, I think we're starting to realize that this is going to be here with us for a long time, but at least we kind of know what to expect. So when Daniel Andrews, our premier, is telling us, okay, Victoria, go back to your room. You can't come out until the curve is flattened. I think we're kind of okay with it. At least I feel less anxious now that I know what most likely is going to happen, as do you probably in Sydney, where cases seem to be going down a lot more significantly than they are here, but you're starting to feel at peace with where you are, which makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, we're still no parents, no rules up here, but you know, <laughs> good luck in Victoria. <laughs> yeah, we're grounded. We'll probably, we'll probably have to, we'll probably have to be grounded soon. Oh gosh, it literally feels know. like it's... he's just taken away my phone. And we're just like, wait, dad, <laughs> no, I promise, I promise I wasn't gonna, you know, exceed my text message bill texting yeah (laughs) and literally like immediately runs to find phones text all the friends before they catch you yeah Yeah. looks over your usage data he's like "Mm -mm, you lied to me (laughs) you're a liar yeah so luckily season two of covid is obviously much better down here in australia than it is in the states i really do feel for our friends back home who literally should not be leaving the house without a mask on because the cases are soaring Um, And here, people have taken it a lot more seriously. We've had a lot of great leadership from the government and locally, we've just handled it quite well, but we obviously have to be extra cautious and we're trying to just do our best. But I think all things considered, we're in a pretty good spot right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And I mean, like, granted, the bars are still weird as hell and you like 
don't go to socialize really you just kind of like go to stare at other people and be like hmm, what's it like over there but like it's still better than nothing like or as I like to say to be, to see and be seen just so people can like yeah. acknowledge that you're wearing real clothes and be seen. but it's <laughs> like it's like see and be seen but literally never actually have like it's just like making the bars like you know how you used to see and be seen and you'd be like you wouldn't walk up to him he's like oh I'm playing hard to get now it's just like see and be seen and you're like oh no I can't touch the big red button but now I really actually want to like, I really really want to yeah pull the fire alarm even though they tell you not to so until we can actually have yeah some spontaneity it is going to be an interesting time but all things considered I would still prefer being able to leave the house and not feeling like oh my god the likelihood of me getting coronavirus is super super high I still think it's like I have the COVID safe app downloaded on my phone it tells me if there's an outbreak close by luckily that thing hasn't gone off yet I'm knocking on wood as we speak (laughs) because I'm probably gonna get 20 notifications once we stop recording this right but for the most part we're looking pretty sweet at this point in time But again, we're kind of all in this globally together until we get it figured out. And I just think we have to be patient. We have to think positively as much as we can and check in with each other as much as possible. Because like I was a couple months ago, I was at a really low point and surely other people have felt like they've been at a low point at some point in time and just know you're not in this alone. And yeah, just make sure you're checking in with each other you haven't yeah and I think that's a really good point is like during these times a lot of people like just kind of assume we have nothing to complain about I should have my stuff together so they just deal with their shit on their own instead of talking to family and friends about it and being like oh I'm actually struggling at this time and people are so willing to help people during this time and I think people seem to have forgotten that in the beginning you know but by just having conversations and like being open with like yeah things are shitty like I don't need to be one of those if you haven't picked up a new hobby during ISO you're just you're just lazy and you're like hey fuck off I'm gonna do whatever I want with my ISO or just naively optimistic those people are obnoxious yeah like well 2020 is still a great year like nobody should be saying that it's canceled I get that we shouldn't cancel 2020 altogether but I do think it's important to just be socially aware of how painful this is for a lot of people and just recognizing that it might not be super hard for some at this time but for others this is a really dark period of time and Mm. I just yeah we we can never assume so it's just good to to weigh on the side of caution and look out for each other so Nick and I are just happy that you're still listening to this hopefully and if not we got you we got you minute 20 that's all we can if that's all we can ask for Look, we got you for our pilot, and we're pretty much pleased from there on out. <laughs> yeah, once we've you know erased and redone most of our most of our content in the beginning, we should be we should be sorted. Well, I think that kind of sums up our moving in a pandemic story part one. I mean, obviously, there's more to the story, so we could dive in a little bit deeper at a later time if we wanted to. But I think next week maybe we, should, maybe we should just make everything part ones nick in case we want to circle back and run out of ideas <laughs> yeah we're like this is um moving in a pandemic 1.0 um 2.0 may or may not be dropping soon we want to keep you on your toes we may have a special guest talking about his experience moving on the working holiday visa which is a totally different game but mm-hmm. until we actually have our future schedule locked and loaded i think we're just kind of winging this as we go Boy, are we ever. And that's why we're good at our jobs. <laughs> and that's why they pay us the big bucks. Oh, that's wait. why they pay us the big bucks. 
Yeah, the big. Wait, you get paid for this shit? <laughs> like, wait, you guys are sponsored? We're like, no, no, no. We sponsor ourselves. Is basically yeah. where we're at. By treating ourselves with late night chocolate. Treat yourself. Yeah. Anyways, let me just bring it to my Cadbury. We're gonna block. shut up. <laughs> we're gonna, we, we gotta stop. We lost you at least thirty seconds ago. <laughs> no, we lost them. Uh, we lost them a good twenty minutes ago. That's okay. That's we're still okay. here for each other. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys and stay safe. Keep washing your hands and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.